one more time, just like that. I've been through too much not to worship you. Let's just do it again. I've been through too much not to worship you. Now just worship him. Hallelujah, 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 God. I worship you today, God. Hallelujah, Lord, I worship you. I worship you, I adore you, God. Hey, King of kings, Lord of lords. I worship, I worship, I worship you, Lord. Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. I've been through too much. we bless your name. We thank you for this day. We bless you. We ask that you would speak afresh in this place. Speak to us on the level that we can understand and bless God that we hear you. Make fallow now the grounds of our soul that the seeds of good life may be sown therein and that the harvest can be celebrated. In the precious, matchless, merciful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I want to just lift up one verse for you today from Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, in the King James Version of the Bible. Matthew 6, verse 6, out of the King James Version. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the do thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. This is the word of God for the people of God. And everyone said, thanks be to God. You may be seated. <clears throat> so glad to honor every mother here today on this Mother's Day. I want to... I want to especially honor my dear wife who has borne me three beautiful children. And I'm just excited on this Mother's Day to let her know I see you and I appreciate you. Amen. I've been blessed. I came here empty and now I am full. Amen. I am delighted, I'm delighted. I want to say happy Mother's Day to her mother, who's my mother-in-law. I've never, 
I'm the best son-in-law she's ever had. I'm her favorite son-in-law. Just so happens I'm her only son-in-law. <laughs> that helps. I'm just delighted. I'm blessed. And I'm blessed that all of you mothers here who are have been here with me over these years. Many of you who have mothered and nurtured me, I came as a boy here, and uh, I'm just so glad to, to say Happy Mother's Day to all of you in this special place in this day. I wanna take a few moments, and I'm just gonna talk a little bit. Um, and I wanna talk a little bit, but here's what I wanna talk about. I'm gonna take you in on something that you might know a little bit about, but not much. I want to take you behind my mama's prayer closet. So I want to talk about secrets from my mother's prayer closet. Secrets from my mother's prayer closet. That's one. Some of you may remember my mother and some of you uh, are probably too new. Uh, uh, she, my mother was a anointed woman of God. Um, by anointed, I mean she was unusually gifted and gifted in the prophetic in the fact that she would dream and interpretation and the word would come to pass. So then, then foretelling and foreknowing and there are pictures that'll be up on the screen of my dear mother that picture of her in that white robe is her getting ready to launch out. She's about to press into something right there. She was ministering. My mother was a prophetess, an evangelist, a speaker, and um, she was one of those persons that if you called her for prayer at whatever hour, she was already in the throne room. She didn't have to get ready to pray. She was already probably praying. She was, she was there. And so all of my life I've grown up, I've been blessed to be around her. And I've been blessed to be around the prophetic in, inside of her. And my siblings and I have some secrets that we have not disclosed and I haven't discussed their disclosure with you. But I wanna share some things from my perspective and I'm sure they'll have their own. I, I, I wanna tell you a couple things I think might help your life that might bless you if I take you inside. First few things I wanna give you are just nuggets that you need to know. And these will cast a long shadow over what I'm gonna be trying to do with you over the next few weeks and months in preaching. The first of which is simply this. This is just this statement that there's no substitute for personal experience. There's no substitute. When it comes to the divine, human relationship, there's no substitute for personal experience. You can say what you want to say about you heard or somebody told me or back in the old church they did or sister so-and-so got happy one day. But there's no substitute for having your own personal experience with God. Just a couple statements my mama would say. Now, the second thing mama would tell you is this. <clears throat> There's no substitute for physical engagement. 
In other words, if you think you can have a flatline relationship with God, that your hands and feet and mouth are never engaged in the worship expression of faith, then you probably got the wrong religion. There's no substitute for the physical engagement in worship. Lift up your hands, O ye people. Okay, no. No, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. I will lift up my voice. David danced until his clothes came off. Song, song back in the day you said, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David danced. There's, there's no substitute for the physical engagement. But here's one you probably don't hear often. There's no substitute for prophetic enlightenment. Those of you who've never experienced prophetic enlightenment, what that simply means is there's no substitute for having someone in your life that can pray with you, pray for you, and speak to you about tomorrow while you're still resting in today. That was my mama. That, that's, that's, I got it from her. I got it from her. My mama lived in the supernatural we existed in the supernatural space, but we never really understood it to be supernatural. It was just normal. Because supernatural only means inexplicably not the norm. That's all. It means that everybody's not experiencing what you're experiencing. And I hate to tell you this, but those of you who've been here at Shiloh for a minute or two, you've been exposed to the supernatural ever since you came in the door. Come on. People crying and nobody beating them. Your hands went up and you didn't intend for it to go up. You started clapping and you wasn't expecting to clap. Your hand just went, oh, hey, I'm not supposed, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Your shoulder did a little hunch. You're like, what, what, where that, where that? You, you, you didn't know what happened. You, you, you weren't even sure what it was. You, uh, I must have had a hiccup. Must have, must. <laughs> You've been exposed to the supernatural. I do want to tell you, though, that one of the problems of being exposed to the supernatural with great people here who have intercessory gifts and anointings is that you get to where you want to rely on them so you actually pull on them when they're ministering because you want them to carry you to the throne room. So, so my mama would tell you this, and I'm just telling you secrets from my mama's prayer closet. My mama would tell you that intercession cannot replace personal prayer.
Because if you're not willing to pray for yourself, if you're not willing to be a participant in the answer to your own prayer, you really just want to be a leech. You want to just take with no give. That was cold, wasn't it? But I won't take it back. Now, 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 you need to recognize that here's what I learned from my mama. My mother, this text relates to prayer. And as it relates to it is people were standing in the streets praying. And they were wanting to be seen so other folk could see them, their piety. And Jesus says to them that this is not a pious act for publicity. This is worship of God. And you need to pray. And when you pray, go into your closet and close the door and pray. Now, I'm going to say some things today that are going to mess with your head. So be ready and go back and think about it. But what he was really trying to say is that God wants to be in relationship with you. And God wanted it so badly that he sent Jesus to kickstart the relationship. And he wants to spend time with you. Now, I don't know, you know, if the King of Kings was asking to spend time with me, I think I'd take him up on the offer. People wait a long time to get an audience with Queen Elizabeth. You gotta put in your, your time and schedule to get an audience with President Biden. The King of Kings said, I'll meet with you anytime. Any place and anywhere. So he says, go in your closet. So I, here's what I want to do. You can enter your closet anytime if you remember the following. You can enter your closet anytime. Because the closet is both a physical and metaphorical statement, meaning that you can literally have a prayer closet, a location set aside for prayer exclusively. But metaphorically, you always have a location set aside for prayer in your heart. I've got five truths I want to give you again. I'm just letting you know what mama taught me. The first truth that God, that, that, that I need to recognize if I want to pray and really be in relationship with God, my, my mama taught me this, was the 
the ubiquitous nature of God or the ubiquitousness of God. What, what, what do you mean the ubiquitousness? The ubiquitous is just simply that, that word that relates to omnipresence, that God is everywhere at the same time. I happened to be blessed with one of my siblings ministering with me. And when we grew up, mama would do something. My, my mother was prophetic and she would do revivals and she would do ministry. And uh, when you would see her, she, she'd be getting ready to turn the corner. And she's already given the word that she was going to give. And then she would sing a song that was just simple. And she would say, how big is God? How big and wide? His vast domain to try to tell my lips can only start. God is big enough to rule this mighty universe, and He's small enough to dwell within my heart. Now, now, the thrust of the idea was to make people aware of the expansiveness of God, but yet how God will singularly dwell within each of us beyond the expansiveness so that you would come in tune with the fact that God is indwelling within you. That the light of God is already there. And the moment you get this understanding of the omnipresence of God, that you will get to the point where you will recognize that God who rules universe yet dwells in which means that there's nothing impossible. There's nothing impossible for you, for God is in you. And you never have to doubt it. Let me, let me I'm gonna mess with somebody's head. God is, is, is in even the worst low-life criminal, there's enough God in him that he can connect ultimately to God. And what's the problem with his or her life is the separation from God has become so great that they cannot find the God within. between your humanity and even the false self and wickedness that you have ever committed in your life has been bridged by Jesus. And it is because of that that you can be in touch with the divine at a deeper level.
I know some of y'all are looking close. Stay with me. Number two, I need to understand the ubiquitousness of God. But number two, I need to understand what it means to be undistracted. Undistracted. The reason he said go inside and close the door is that I need to be undisturbed by external factors. And the reason some of you cannot pray, you cannot connect with God, is that there are too many things going on. And you're too busy trying to see what's going on that you can't see what's really important and connect what is really the ultimate reality and the primary mover of all things, God. You see, you need to get away from distractions from people, places, or things that can keep you from breaking away from the outside to enter a deeper realm of the very kingdom of God. You, you, you want to break away from it because you will never get into the deeper realm of God as long as you are distracted. Got to get undistracted. Now, since I've been giving out secrets, let me give out some more. Okay, this is gonna mess with somebody here, so don't don't get don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. It's okay. I promise you, it's gonna be okay. I um I came from a prophetic family, and what I'm gonna say to you now is gonna resonate with you because you've all experienced it. Have you ever thought about somebody and then a little while later they called you? Or you called them? And when you called them, they said, I was just thinking about you. And sometimes you just chalk that up as BS. You say, oh, you didn't even think about me. Now in truth, no, no, stay, stay with me. In truth, you and I have been functioning at a non-physical level for a long time. But the average individual has no concept of what it means to be in the presence of another spirit or the energy from which that spirit functions. You can tell when somebody is coming in a bad spirit even if they haven't said anything. And it has nothing to do with their brow is furrowed. It has nothing to do with their fist is ball. You don't have to watch any aspect. You can sense their energy as they enter the room. When we first got married many years ago, my wife and I would, would get into disagreements every now and then, and they were disagreements that I caused. I caused them. I want, I'm taking full credit for it. Because there was absolutely nothing she said. And she said, what are you mad about? And the same thing, I said, am I mad about what you said? It's the spirit that you're functioning in. She said, nothing wrong with my spirit. And she finally realized, it didn't take long, that I never actually ever answer or speak to what is said because I only talk and listen to 
what is in the spirit of the individual. And what happens to me is I get thrown off if your spirit is, is mad. So you know how you ladies can fool men and say, I ain't mad. And sometimes men, we act ignorant like we don't know, but we know. No, I, I, I can perceive that you upset with me even though you said, what would you like for dinner? There was just something about that one right there. I'm not sure I'm eating here. <laughs> trying to go somewhere and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to connect you to deeper realities that you've already experienced because I'm trying to teach you something when we were young my sister Debbie was the focal point of our family as the the, the leader and she she ran everything uh, Gloria was the baby, so she, she couldn't do nothing, but, but, but she just, whatever Debbie said. So. So. But my, my sister, my, my, my older sister, my, my, love, my, my love sister, uh, Sheila, would get sick every now and then. This is back in the day when you had rotary phone, and you dial up, but a rotary phone was a landline to a landline. And if you didn't know where the other landline was, you couldn't connect. I have to say this for these young people because they think, well, why didn't you just FaceTime them? <laughs> you couldn't FaceTime them. It had not yet been invented, okay? And so uh, my sister would get sick every now and then. My mother would be out ministering, be in church service somewhere. And my sister Debbie would say to me, she would simply say, Benji, and that's what my sisters call me, don't, don't do that. But my sisters, <laughs> but my, my sisters would say, <laughs> Debbie would say, Benji, go in the room and get mommy. Now, I just told you she's out ministering. She said, go in the room and get mommy. I would leave from their presence, go into the room, and I would just sit still. And in a few moments, the phone would ring, and my mother would say, what's going on? I'm not trying to freak you out. Why is that? I promise you this. You've done it before, you just didn't understand it. Every mother in here knows when your child is hurt, sick, or upset. Here's what Elijah says to Gehazi. Gehazi goes out, this is the Old Testament, I'm in the book of Kings. Gehazi goes out and he makes a, an evil deal with the person that Elijah has just healed. And when Gehazi comes back in with the money he's stolen, he walks back in and the prophet looks at him and says to him, what have you done? And he's like, I didn't do anything. And, he, and the prophet looked at him and he said, did not my heart go with you when you left to go there? 
In other words, we are connected to one another by the heart. I'm so deep now, Doc. They, 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 they struggling. This good. What, what, what you have to understand is that you and I have been living beneath our privilege because we refuse to let God work in us supernaturally. Okay, now you will tell me that, and I, I don't blame you, you know, if you can get by and you survived all this time, why do you need the Holy Ghost? Let me tell you something. You've always, those of you who are saved, you've had it all along, you just never used it. Okay, I'll do you knowing better. Some of you all have cars right now that you don't know what half the buttons are. You know, drive, reverse, neutral, where the brake and the gas is, how to turn the heat on and how to get to your favorite station. And yet the vehicle is equipped to do a thousand things that you have never touched in the vehicle. And someone else will get in your same car and drive it like the wheel's about to come off. And you'll be like, I didn't know it could do that. I'm only saying that to you, that those of you filled with the Holy Ghost, you will get to heaven. But when you get there, you're going to look back and say, I didn't know I could do that. We, we had a family secret we all knew but never made talked about. We recognize that cognitive communication beyond words. When you're raised in the prophetic, it's not uncommon to accept what others would think is strange. Okay, watch this. I'm going somewhere. This is, whew, I, I really didn't intend to teach this today, but yeah. It's Mother's Day. Number three, I said there were five, and I'm going to give the last three real quick. Number three is that you have to learn how to pray uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. Now, Reverend, what is the difference between undistracted and uninterrupted? I'm glad you asked. Because when I use undistracted, I'm relating it to external things. When I'm using uninterrupted, I'm relating it to internal things. You. You can interrupt your own connection to God's presence. Come on, this is, this is going to get gooder and gooder. You must control your own thoughts as they have a wandering tendency. Focus on the prayer experience is key. All other things, no matter how enticing, 
can be dealt with after you have returned from the throne room. So, Bishop, what do you mean? What do you mean? Okay, you ever sit down to focus on something for a moment and you start thinking about other things? Some of y'all right now left me and you already thinking about what lunch. Come on back to church. I'm only going to be a few more minutes. Come on, come on. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay, what do you mean? I mean, if you sit to pray any period of time, what's going to happen is other thoughts are going to come to your mind. And you're going to have to learn how to control them. And what I'm suggesting to you today is you're going to control them by letting them go. Let it go. Don't pay them any attention. And stay in the prayer. If you just let go, guess what will happen? You will then let God have his way. Number four, learn this valuable lesson. Become unpretentious. My, 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 mother, my mother could not care less what you thought about her when she prayed. My mother would sometimes pray extremely loud and sometimes she would not open her mouth at all. And you would say, what are you doing, mom? Uh, and sometimes she'd speak, and sometimes she wouldn't. And every time when mom would be sitting right there, and she would, you would simply say, what are you doing? She'd say, I'm before the Lord. Here's the key. She did not care what you thought about her prayer or her prayer style. Think what you want, do what you want. It doesn't matter. Because this is between me and God. I, 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 let me, this comes up as a result of the text because the text is all about pretentiousness in prayer. It's all about trying to be seen. And so what I'm trying to tell y'all is you just need to spend time with God. You don't have to have it perfect. You may not be able to pray like any of our elders or prayer warriors and all them. You can, it's okay. Strip off that other stuff. It is a conversation with your heavenly father and Abba wants to talk to you. Unpretentious. There's no place for showiness in the deepest places of genuine prayer. All formalities are dismissed and replaced by humility. We may make requests, always seeking the divine will as our highest aim. Submission to the omniscience of God never disappoints. 
that last part, when I wrote that the other morning, the other day, I was, I was listing down some things. I've been in uh, kind of a contemplative mode for the last few days. I've been writing these extensive writings that, that I've never shared with people. I was sharing some of these with my wife the other day. And, and the reason I was sharing with her because I was really caught up into this idea of passing on this notion of submission to the omniscience of God never disappoints. Now, the word omniscience relates to God's knowing, which relates that God knows what's best for me. And submission to the knowledge of God and the will of, my, of God never disappoints in life. I can't be disappointed if I ask God to have his way. However it comes out, I got joy. Okay, last word, number five. I'm done. I got to get y'all out of here. Some of y'all are sitting there like, what in the world? I told you, these are secrets from my mama's prayer closet. Because see, my mother would pray for people that were going through stuff. And she would pray like the world was coming to an end. But no matter how it came out, she was never upset with God. She prayed until it was over. So when a young man got shot in the eye and they were gonna take his eye out and thought he was gonna lose his vision, Mama prayed for him, and the pellet came back out while the doctor was looking at it. But by the same token, others she prayed for who were on their deathbed that didn't live, Mama praised God that they entered into the presence of the Lord completely. I'm trying to make this contrast for you because see, you can never be disappointed when you live a life of humility and submission to the divine will because you are always happiest when God is pleased. Okay, I leave you with this last one. The text says, pray to your heavenly father who is in secret, who sees in secret. Now I'm not gonna get to the finishing the line of this sermon because I was gonna talk about what it means to be unseen and unseen, but I won't, I won't get there, I'm not gonna get there. I'm, but I'm gonna close with the last piece of the verse. The verse says, pray to your heavenly father which is in secret, and your heavenly father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now. This meritorious kind of prayer is cute. It's good. But I want to take you another step deeper into what Jesus reveals. That if you pray, prayer itself brings you into the uplifting presence of God. And that presence goes with me. I am rewarded 
by the presence of God prevailing in me. So that prayer is the reward and the presence of the Lord in my life indwelling in me, giving me peace that surpasses understanding, giving me joy in place of sorrow, replacing all of my anxiety and all of my upsetment is the divine reward. And whether or not I see any trinkets on this side or any material things, I am rewarded because I have been in the throne room of God and have experienced the full all power of the kingdom. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory and I receive God's glory and move from glory to glory because I've been in his presence and that is the reward that is the reward that is the reward that is the reward his presence is the reward Come on, give God a praise if you will. God bless your heart. I love you all the love of the Lord as you're standing in this place. I want to extend an invitation. You can come today by letter, Christian experience, candy for baptism. I want to extend an invitation. I'm excited today. Because I know that today is the day that God has allowed. And if you're here today and you desire to be a part of this fellowship, if you just lift up your hand wherever you are, and Usher will come right over to you right now, and they will bless you and give you a card and a mask and fill it out. We'll talk to you immediately after we close this worship, and we will pray with you and receive you into the fellowship. If you're online, I want you to call me. Write me here. Write me at 860-443-6046 at you, extension 110. Get in touch with us. We want you to be a partner with us here at Shiloh. If you bow your heads for a moment. For those of you who recognize the depth of which I'm speaking to you and can sense that God is trying to do something different in your life, that God is trying to open you up to being able to utilize and be impacted by the Holy Ghost on a deeper level. I want to give you an opportunity to worship right now. So if you just close your eyes and just worship God for a moment, just worship him. Just worship him. Just worship him. Just block out everybody else around you. I want you to find a way physically in your body right now to let God know you want his presence. You find a way. Find a way in your body now to let God know you want his presence. Find a way to 
let God know I want your presence. You, you, you find a gesture, something that you can do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now, if you're in here right now, you feel where I've come from, which means that you can sense my anointing. You can sense the power of God on me. And the power of God is resting on me right now. And I'm going to allow you right now to receive from God something that you've asked God for. And I'm going to open up with you and touch and agree with you. In this prayer moment right now, I'm going to touch and agree with you. Which means that whatever you're praying for, the Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name, touching and agreeing as concerning anything. The Bible says it shall be done. Listen to me now. I'm going to touch and agree with you. I'm not going to touch you, but I'm going to touch and agree with you. In the name of Jesus, I want you to, if you're ready to receive it, just lift your hands, do whatever you want to do, put them by your side, and receive what God is doing. If you don't know what you need to pray for, get it in your mind first. Drop everything else. Let go of everything else and only what you want to pray for. Just put that one thing in your spirit. If you're praying for health, if you're praying for someone else, if you're praying for peace, get that in your spirit right now, whatever it is. Now, when I finish praying, I want you to reach up and get it and praise God for it like you've never praised God before. When I finish praying, because I'm touching and agreeing with you. Now, when I say I'm touching and agreeing with you, what I mean is I've lifted up my hands. And that which is in me speaks to that which is in you. And I speak to your spirit. And I touch and agree with the Holy Spirit that resonates within you. And even as we pray together now, I plead the blood of Jesus over you. God's blood, God's anointing upon your life. If you need peace now, if you need deliverance now, if you need joy now, if you're praying for someone else now, in the name of Jesus, let it be done unto you right now. And may you experience God's tremendous power of the Holy Ghost as the ministering angels begin to sweep through this house today on this wonderful, blessed day. May you feel God's presence like you have never felt it before. Now begin to receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on and praise him, boy. Come on and praise him, boy. Yo. Come on, let's go, y'all. I just need two or three people to give God a praise in here. To give God a praise. Just, just open up your mouth and bless the name of the Lord. 
let me just do this real quick. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, I want you to give God your best praise for about 30 seconds. Just give God your best praise. Just give God your best praise. Hallelujah. Come on, give him your best praise. Don't pity pack. Give him your best praise. Just give him your best praise. I got the victory. I've got the victory. I've got the victory. I've got the victory. I'm not going to leave here like I came in Jesus' name. Every yoke is broken. Every yoke is broken. Every bondage is released. I'm set free in the name of Jesus. I'm free right now. I'm released right now. I'm released right now. I'm released right now. It's coming off of me. It's coming off of me in the name of Jesus. somebody just tell them I'm released right now just to tell I'm released right now I've got the victory I'm released right now I've got the victory I'm free If you do me a favor, just just touch yourself, please. Look around the room and just say, "Can't you see a difference? You 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 can. Can't you see a difference? There was a yoke I had to get up and break before I could let you leave. I couldn't let you leave like that. I'm sorry. I just couldn't let you leave like that. I couldn't let you leave like that. I couldn't let you leave like that." because God's been too good to you and you've gotten something you didn't have before you got here but I couldn't let you leave heavy when you ought to be released yeah 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 God bless you God bless you you may take your seats Woo. glory 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 glory
just, I just want to thank him. I want to thank him. Now, now, some of you, some of you know exactly what I mean when I say this. You, you can, you can take in so much, and then you start to get heavy because it's just too much for your spirit and mind. You, you're a little bit confused. I'm trying to process this new information against all the stuff I already know, and and, and it start get heavy. And I needed to make sure you don't go home carrying a heaviness with you which is why I had to pause and make sure we broke that before you left here so that you could leave in joy. God bless you. I love you all the love of the Lord. You may, you may again, I'm going to try this one more time. See? You, you feel that lightness in the room that... You feel that lifting, that, that little bit of bump? You, you, you feel that? that, that you, there's something there. That, that, that right there. Something. Yeah, you, you, feel, you know what I'm talking about. You feel, you feel it. It does, it does shift it. it, it. <laughs> I feel a shift going on. There's a shift in the atmosphere. And see, right here, I could go laying hands and praying all over the house. I feel that you feel that break, that breakthrough. All right, it, it's a breakthrough in here. There's a breakthrough. I love you all, the love of the Lord. I know it's Mother's Day. I'm going to get you out of here right now in just a moment. I just want to tell you how much I love you and I appreciate each one of you. So good to see you here for this special Mother's Day. All of the mothers in the house, would y'all lift your hands so fast I can see you and love on you. I just want you to know I love you. Thank you for coming from New York. Thank you, Mother. Thank you, Mother. Thank you. Thank you, Mothers. All of y'all, y'all beautiful people. I love you all. I love you all. I love you all. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. I'm so grateful to have each one of y'all here with us today. And God is just so kind to us. I'm excited about your presence here today. I do want to welcome uh, Elder Maurice Johnson and First Lady Johnson. Amen. I want to welcome y'all. Thank y'all so much for coming to be with us today. It's a blessing to have y'all in our midst. I'm so excited. I saw my, my dear friend, Brother Vernon Mitchell, was here. Amen. And he, I'm so glad to hear him singing again. Amen. I haven't heard him sing in a minute. I saw Minister Carter back in the house. She just had surgery. We thank God for her. We're still praying for her. Brother James, our, our bass player. Amen. Thank you. Welcome back. Amen. He was out sick. Amen. Welcome back. I'm so excited. Please keep Minister Camille Williams in your prayers. She's been very sick. And Minister Michael Watts in your prayers. Please keep him in your prayers. He just had surgery this week on his gallbladder. So please keep him in your prayers. Amen. I want you also keep in your prayers. Um, each one of us, uh, Chaplain Williams actually was supposed to preach this morning and she got sick on Friday. And I'm just glad, you know, to God be the glory. I, I must have both been preaching. Amen. I accept it. I love her, and we're praying for her. Please keep her in your prayers. Amen. I'm just so glad. Would you help me celebrate with our keyboard player, Brother Daryl, who is just finishing at UConn. He's about to graduate. UConn. Husky. I am just so happy for you, man. We love you, man, so, so faithful. 
God bless you. Love you all the love of the Lord. And again, I can't celebrate dear JoJo enough. JoJo just won a scholarship for the Connecticut State Missionary Baptist Convention. And she's going to St. Michael's College next year. We're going to miss JoJo. Amen. Love you all with the love of the Lord. Again, I thank God for all of the mothers in here and all of you who have stood in the gap, who have been godmothers to, to children, who have loved them as aunties. You may not have biologically birthed them, but you sure helped to raise them. And I want to salute you as well. Amen. It's giving time. Get your offering. Amen. Get your offering. Whatever God has laid on your heart. Saints, those of you who are in the sanctuary, the ushers are going to come down the aisle and they're going to direct you out. As you go out, just leave your offering in the tray as you leave. Also, you can give online and give through Givelify or Cash App. Please, you can still mail it in. And if you join us online, please take advantage of one of those giving opportunities and please give as unto the Lord. The work of the ministry still goes on and we need your support every day. Amen. Well, I love you with the love of the Lord. You won't change my mind in one bit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank God. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Brother Dennis, we're still keeping his daughter in our prayers. Amen. She hasn't been well. I want to just tell you this one thing, please. I know people probably in the community are saying we're a conservative church because we still have our mask on. Well, Connecticut is creeping back up to over eight. So I just want to tell you, let's err on the side of being conservative for a little while longer. Amen? It's okay. It really is okay. I promise you, it's okay. It's only a little while we're in sanctuary, and then you get outside, and you can take your mask off, and we'll sigh. All right? Amen. Just a little while longer. Amen. 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 I, oh, was that? Somebody lost a cell phone. Well, you do know, unless you have my anointing, you ain't going to be able to make a connection. <laughs> You're going to need that. You're going to need that. You're going to need that. Well, you, you might be able to do it, Dr. Short, that's right. You might need that. You might need that. You might need that. Amen. I love you all, the love of the Lord. I don't think that there's anything else I need to say or do. If not, let's look to the Lord as we close.
And we always say, Shalom. Go in peace and the peace of God go with you. The ushers will direct you out as they come down row by row. Please give and you way out the door. God bless you. I love every one of you. Happy Mother's Day, baby.